0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a big night of Premiership action. Celtic take on the only team to have beaten them this season when St Mirren come to Glasgow's East End. Michael Beale takes his unbeaten run to Kilmarnock as fans wait for a 1st January transfer. And Livy's pitch was touch and go but the Dundee United game goes ahead and there's what should be a cracker between Hearts and Aberdeen. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Marvin Bartley and Hugh Evans. Four games, one priority. Don't lose. Celtic want to maintain their nine point lead at the top of the table at the expense of St Mirren. Rangers can't afford to have that gap get any bigger. They must beat Kilmarnock at Rugby Park. Hearts want to strengthen third place because European competition and big money next season is at stake. So Aberdeen are up against it at Tynecastle. And Libby want to stay fourth and keep Dundee United in the relegation zone. David Martindale hasn't looked back. Since he changed his management team <laughs> He doesn't even care anymore He's like not interested League, League 1 where it's at Not interested in this top flight nonsense Yeah I don't even know there's any games today Have we still, no. got, you? Have we still got your attention? <laughs> yeah no you have Listen as, as you said you know, Four massive games today I, I'm really interested As most people will be With the Celtic St Mirren game And then the Kilmarnock Rangers um, For various different reasons As you said St Mirren um, against Celtic they've, they've ran them close And obviously beaten them um, I think you know Today Andrew will be saying Listen there doesn't need to be Much of a team talk Go out there and perform And then you know Rangers have got a real Difficult game You know we, we all know the conditions Out there And playing on national turf Tonight won't be easy So it's about having A professional performance From Rangers And, and getting three points And keeping the pressure On Celtic Listen to this guy He's dropped Livy Like a hot potato oh, yeah. He's interested in Celtic St Mirren And Kilmarnock Rangers <laughs> His pals from a week ago Are playing against Dundee United Not a mention what did I christen him at the weekend? The Palmerston Pet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, you. <laughs> the result didn't go to plan, but you were telling me in the office the performance level was fine. You're happy. You've got a free week to get your ideas across on the training ground, and you'll be better for it. Yeah, exactly that. You know, listen, we missed the penalty, uh, which was more like a conversion. I you did, know, I yeah, <laughs> yeah Toddy missed the penalty uh, towards the end of the game. But no, some of the performances were very, very good. Um, one, one thing that was disappointing The goal we conceded As I said to the players It wasn't acceptable But as you said you know, We've had a good week Training this week And then next week We go away to Peterhead Still not picked up the phone To you has he For a motivational speaker's role He will <laughs> I have no doubt Speaking of phones Right see before we go Any further I, I feel like we need to get this Out in the open Because yeah. I've been Inundated today Does your Nokia Have an alibi For <laughs> last night because if you watched Match of the Day and you heard oh. the dodgy adult entertainment sound effects, it became clear Gary Lineker exposed the full thing. It was a strange choice of word from me there. Um, that it was a, a Nokia strapped to the desk that caused the drama. And when I saw the picture, yeah. I thought there's only one man who's got a phone like that. It was exactly like yours. I have an alibi. I was doing the dishes when match of the day was <laughs> a likely story. Hugh Evans and your Nokia. Anyway, 01419511025. Let's hear from you tonight then. What are you thinking? I love nights like this because my great hope is that you're actually on your way to the game. You're out and about. We can get a feel uh, of the big match build up with you. Take us with you uh, on your journey to the stadium. And if you're looking outside and thinking that, nah, I'll sit back and watch it on the telly in the warmth. That's absolutely fine. We don't judge. Pick up the phone under those circumstances as well. So Celtic fans, St Mirren, that maybe seemed like a an unlikely stumbling block earlier in the season. Any concerns about a repeat tonight, or will it be more straightforward? 
In terms of personnel Will you see any more of your January signings in? And maybe on the other side Is this Georgius Giacomacus' last game uh, For Celtic There seems to be a bit of uncertainty there So pick up the phone Rangers fans I know Kilmarnock hasn't always been a happy hunting ground But it's been better recently What are you expecting down there? What sort of stamp are you wanting to see Michael Beale put on the team Because clearly the results have been fine But every time a game comes around He keeps saying he's looking for a better performance A more comfortable evening Is this the night you get it? 01419511025 Pick up the phone right now please And get in touch Let's set the scene uh, at both games then uh, We'll give Kilmarnock second billing Since it's a later kick-off Let's go to Celtic first with Gabriel Yes, thanks, Gordon. Ange Postacoglu says this is no revenge mission, but expect the Hoops to be right up for this one against St Mirren as they aim to maintain their nine-point lead at the top of the league this evening. They are in red-hot form, winning nine of their last ten games. The only draw came away at Ibrox. And, of course, we all know they've got that nearly perfect record in the league so far this season. The only other team the Hoops have dropped points again is, of course, St Mirren. This is coming to that 2-0 defeat in Paisley back in September. There's still some transfer speculation surrounding Josip Juranovic and Jorgis Yakumakis, but speaking to Postacoglu yesterday he told us that no one is leaving as it stands and he's not hesitated to play either of them so far this month so the team lineup will be interesting as ever Postacoglu also hinted tonight is a good opportunity to freshen up the team after playing at Hamden on that sodden really poor pitch at the weekend and what about the visitors then the buddies fresh from the trial of Charles Dunn the Saints are in good spirits they're in the top half of the league and as we know, they proudly boast the title as the only team to beat Celtic this campaign. However, results have slowed a little recently. They're winless in four, struggling for goals up top, although they generally keep things tight at the back. Manager Stephen Robinson will hope they can continue their solid defensive form this evening. The referee at Celtic Park is Stephen McLean. The VAR will be Andrew Dallas. And it is a sold-out stadium this evening, so it should be a great atmosphere under the lights. I'll bring you team news when it comes in around half an hour. Come on then, Celtic fans, St Mirren fans, St Mirren fans can you do the unthinkable can you do a double uh, over Celtic this early on in the season Celtic fans do you get revenge you know Ange Postacoglu doesn't mention words like that but what are your thoughts on it and who should play you heard Gabriel there will it be a chance to freshen things up are there any fringe players you want to see given a chance would you like to see debuts for any of the new signings and what's your gut telling you will this be the last action in a Celtic jersey for Georgios Giacomakis or not Let us know right now please 01419511025 Whilst you get your calls in Let's set the scene at Rugby Park With Andrew McLean Yeah you mentioned it there 8 o'clock kick off So a bit longer to wait here In the cold before this one starts But Kilmarnock Off the back of those two games Against Celtic Despite taking nothing from them Derek McInnes Was happy with how they battled At Celtic Park and Hamden He'll hope A similar display at home tonight Could get them something Kyle Lafferty's first league game As well Since his ban for using sectarian language He didn't make much of an impact Did he in the 45 minutes he had At the National Stadium At the weekend So we'll see If he starts this one For them tonight As for Rangers Well they're coming here Looking to continue that unbeaten run under Michael Beale. Six wins and a draw from his first seven, but maybe still looking for that one big performance, a consistent display across 90 minutes. He might feel that'll come when he gets some of his own players through the door, but as of today, 18th of January, still no signings in this window for him. Plenty of talk of Todd Cantwell, Morgan Whitaker as well in the past couple of days, but nothing over the line yet. 
And uh, when you're looking at the squads for tonight, Kilmarnock with a pretty clean bill of health for this one. Kamar Roof is added to that Rangers injury list despite that crucial goal at the weekend. I'll give you the full team news when I get it. Similar questions to you then, Rangers fans. Who do you want to see play? Who do you want to see nowhere near the team? Uh, and who is somewhere... In the middle And what about this Discussion about you know, Performance levels Michael Beale And many of the Rangers fans That get in touch Clearly looking for A bit more comfort in, in the performances Maybe something a bit more convincing It's not been Brilliant over 90 minute periods Maybe Spells within games What are you hoping for Tonight Can you get it at Somewhere like Kilmarnock Which can be a tough place to go 01419511025 Fascinating night At the top you I'll be uh, interested in Ange Postacoglu's team selection because uh, um, James Forrest, for one, spoke about the difficulty in paying, playing on a pitch like Hamden under conditions like the ones they experienced on Saturday evening and how it affects your recovery as well. So uh, I'd be looking to see uh, Haksabanovic perhaps starting this game, uh, Alistair Johnston returning at fullback, and maybe Matt O'Reilly. Uh, in place of Aaron Moy Who was excellent on Saturday night But if it's about recovery And it's about one match Coming hard on the heels of another uh, I think Ange Postacoglu Will go for a team that has Energy about it You wonder how the weekend Impacts tonight Overall Marvin Because Any Aberdeen Or Rangers fans listening Will be saying Well we had a day less Than Rangers to recover And then of course, Aberdeen go to Tynecastle, which will be a tough game, and Rangers are then on a, a different type of difficult surface. So you wonder what impact Sunday, ha- uh, Saturday, and Sunday has on tonight. Yeah, it will definitely have an impact. And as Hugh said there, you know the managers will be assessing their players ever since those games took place and, and trying to freshen it up. Um, I think you have to. Um, you know the the pitch, as we we all know, was, was very very heavy, and it was hard for the players. Um, it'd be heavy on their legs as well. So you know, I expect all of the teams to, to kind of freshen it up. It's just how many changes you can make and still stay competitive. For Celtic, that's easy. You know, they've got a, a squad that's just full of quality, you know, a bench that's full of quality. So if they make five, six changes, you know, they'll be absolutely fine. Um, it's more difficult for Rangers with the injuries that they have got, um, you know, to try and freshen things up. So I think it's more difficult for Michael Beale tonight to, to try and do that. And as mm. I said, he needs to win the game and, and the pressure's still on to keep, you know, close tabs on Celtic. And then, Kind of Aberdeen, you know, again with them, you know, there's a lot of pressure up there on Jim, so I think he'll limit the amount of changes that he makes tonight. Come on then, 01419511025. Peter's a Celtic fan in East Kilbride. What are you thinking ahead of tonight then, Peter? Hi. Oh, sorry. No, we've, we've got you, Peter. I can hear you. Take it away. I, uh, thoughts on tonight? I think um, I think it'll be pretty straightforward, to be honest. Uh, that's what I'm hoping, but I, I think that's that's also what will happen. Um, I just think far too strong. Um, players are coming on to form. Uh, I think Guakimakis will come on and and do the damage as well. If I'm being honest, what's happening with him then? If he does, will it be the last time you see him, or is how do you see this all ending up? Well, to uh, to, to be honest, that that was my that was my point coming on tonight, and I'm genuinely on for a bit of a uh, a bit of your. Expert, expert knowledge here, guys. Steady, because... steady, Peter. You might be in the wrong place. <laughs> no, so, uh, so I, I read uh, all the all everything that I can get my hands on, basically, uh, in my spare time, round about the the comings and goings and all the all the gossip. And I'm aware that you know a massive percentage of that is is gossip and is uh, you, you need to take with a pinch of salt, but. 
I, I would love to just hear um, a really kind of sensible um, a, a point of view on why on earth we would get rid, uh, get rid the wrong word, but why we would part company with Guacamacus. Uh, I just think it's. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, the funny thing is, is that I'm supposed to balance that out in terms of Danovic. Uh, uh, I can I can almost see I can see where the players were brought in and just performances that I, I'm not I'm not all that um, kind of obsmacked about that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Guacamacus one, I just I just cannot see why that would be a good idea, uh, given the information that that's available to me, unless there's something going on. That I don't know. I think he. I think he's. I think he's awesome. Uh, we should be doing absolutely everything we can to keep a hold of him. And I think he should probably be starting before Kyogo at times. I'd love to be able to provide clarity for Peter Hume. The, the only we clarity can. we can offer is what was given to us by Ange Postecoglou yesterday. Now, uh, Peter says that you know speculations are all very well, but he wants to know something more concrete. And Ange Postecoglou said that. So far as he's concerned, until he hears from Michael Nicholson, uh, the CEO, then there is no likelihood of Giacomacus going out the door after tonight's game against St Mirren. I think there's a possibility he could start, depending on how much Saturday evening at Hamden took out of Kyogo Furuhashi. Um, but at the moment... This one is also dragging on. Mm. You know, we have speculation about a club in Japan and speculation about clubs in other countries. But what we don't have is a concrete offer under consideration because Michael Nicholson would have told Ange Postacoglu. Yeah. I, I still think there's something even in, in the middle there, Marvin. You know that there are strong reports that Celtic had received a bid. And I get why Ange, Post- Ange Postacoglu is not lying as, as such. He's just saying, you know, it's, it's not that's not on my radar yet. He's here as far as I'm concerned, as far as I sit here today. No one's coming or going. Um, I, I, I don't know. Can, do you think he is going to be here? It does seem like it won't go away. Yeah, I, I think from Ange's point of view, you definitely want to keep him in and around. Um, you know, as Peter said there, he, he doesn't let the club down. He comes on, he scores goals. He starts, he scores goals. I think from the player's point of view, it's a lot more difficult. You know, he's 28 years of age probably in his prime years and, and he doesn't want to play second fiddle to anybody you know we all respect Kyogo and what he does and at this moment in time he's he's Celtic's main striker so Giacomacus I, I think wants to go and play football and rightly so and Angel understand that you know he's a manager who's dealt with very very different players and and he'll he'll respect his decision but sometimes I'm hearing you know the four million euro mark that that's not nearly enough for me to, to, to take him away that's the bit isn't it that's let's be honest that's the bit that's confusing fans like Peter because if the fee is irresistible, you say, well, fair enough. You yeah, know, you, take, you but, understand it, you know, and, and you say, do you know what, pat on the back and he goes. But for four million euros, you know, I'd be laughing it off. And maybe, you know, that's what Celtic are doing at this moment in time. Um, and, and maybe that's why they've got this stance on it, because it's not a serious offer. For me, four million euros isn't a serious offer for somebody of that standard. But as Ange said, once he's there and whilst he's still there, he's able to, to play. He'll, he'll pick him if he sees fit. It runs contrary to the Celtic model. Because they paid over two million to get uh, Giacomacus over from the Netherlands. Uh, also, I, I think Peter's right to flag up the concern that if you were hypothetically to move him on tomorrow, where's the replacement? And uh, you know, if there is one, mm. how long will it take him to hit the ground? Because we we hear about Iwata, 
nowhere near. I know he's not the replacement or anything like it, but Iwata is in, but not anywhere near ready to play yet, according to Ange Postecoglou. He's getting quite close, is he not? But anyway, Kobayashi is closer. Uh, However, the Celtic fans, there's a league still to be won here. You know, the, the nine point gap, call it ten points with the goal difference, is lavish, but. (laughs) <laughs> We've seen stranger things happen So Celtic have to Confirm Their status As Two in a row champions And You have to be careful When you're dealing with that Sensitive area of the pitch uh, Alright thank you Peter I'm not sure that was the clarity You were looking for My apologies uh, Maybe we find out more After the game tonight That was Peter In East Bride, Who thinks it will be A comfortable night For Celtic Does Kenny The St Mirren fan In Paisley Disagree uh, not necessarily, but um, I think uh, I think looking back at the the match that was in Paisley uh, a few months ago, we uh, we we nullified Celtic's strengths, and uh, I think Ange put out a, a weakened team, if I'm not mistaken, against St Mum, and of course it came back to bite them. So I think there's every opportunity that St Mum go there, frustrate Celtic, allow the crowd to get in their back. And uh, try and uh, try and nick a goal at the other end. Who knows? It could end up a night where Celtic are off and St. Mern get on top. Um, I know that seems quite optimistic, but um, it's happened before, and there's little reason why it can't happen again. I did notice, um, Kenny, that St. Mirren only Celtic and Rangers have conceded fewer goals than your St. Mirren team. Is does that fill you with a, a bit of optimism? It does, yeah. I think um, I, th- I think uh, the one thing that Robinson's done well at St Mern is he has got us playing uh, playing as a team. Uh, we seem to be effective. Um, and uh, I was at Tynecastle on uh, last Friday night, and uh, had it not been for a, a poor officiating decision, I think we would have came away from Tynecastle with a point as well, um, which uh, would have been just rewards really for for our efforts that night. So I think this season um, it feels a little bit different. Um, I can see is uh, I can see is doing well uh, over the course of the season, but nights like tonight, so I'm not aren't expected to pick up any results. We're not expected to pick up any points, so it's a bit of a free hit for St. Mum and uh, for Celtic. You know the pressure's on them, I suppose, to try and uh, you know get the three points uh, at the end of the night. So we'll see what it takes us, but. Uh, look, if St Mung come away with a bit of a hiding We'll lick our wounds and we'll move on We'll not uh, spend too much time thinking about the game tonight But uh, over the course of the season I think uh, St Mung have got every opportunity of doing well And maybe this season will be the season Where we eventually hit top six I, th- I thought it was ironic that Peter the first caller Said it was basically a foregone conclusion tonight Presumably that's how he felt in September uh, When Celtic went to Paisley on the back of uh, a, a very striking win over Rangers And I, you know, I slightly disagree with Kenny In so far as I don't think Celtic fielded a weakened team In Paisley They fielded a team that started badly And got worse well, They did make changes though didn't they That yeah, was the but, point afterwards But Ange Postacoglu always makes changes yeah, but Was that not the one time where he Did he not I'm, not, I'm definitely paraphrasing he, I'm not, he regretted it or he, or he acknowledged No no he didn't actually so, You know, He said they should have been able to yeah, but I think I they say not. He learned. He learned. Well, yeah, that, that was the, yeah, that was yeah, the something phrase, yeah. along, along the lines of that. And and you know, I, I think I think Set Marin will go after Celtic today. Whether that's the right yeah. or the wrong thing to do, I think you'll see every set play will be put in the Celtic box. You know, free kicks from all over the place. I think you know they'll try and get long throws in there. Um, you know, all set pieces from, from corners will be delivered into the box. Nothing will be played short. 
And listen, it's whether you can get a bit of luck. Let's be honest, we always say the same thing. You go to Celtic Park, you need a little bit of luck. In fact, you need a lot of luck. But if they can get that today, I think they'll be physical with Celtic. Um, they'll try and play on kind of the tired legs. They'll try and start fast. And listen, if Celtic can deal with that, Is which it, I expect them to do, you know, to they'll tap get the win. into your experience. Now I get that Livy had the pitch without going yeah. down that. Like, what, why is it so different? Because Hugh's right. Yeah, Celtic fans maybe were confident ahead of going to Paisley, but it just seems so different when it, when it's at Celtic Park. What is it? The size, the surface. What, yeah, what it feels like they've got about fourteen players out there. <laughs> Genuinely, from coaching them and playing against them, seriously, you know, you play in that game and. You don't feel like you can get anywhere near them. And it just doesn't feel like that at home. No, no. At home, you feel like, you know, you, you can get a little bit closer and you, you go out there with a little bit more confidence. But, you know, when you go and play Celtic and, and you play at Celtic Park, the first 10 or 15 minutes, you think, right, let's see if we can get even closer to them. Let's try and stay in this game. And then your confidence grows. Listen, all teams will go there with, with a game plan and try and execute that and go there full of confidence at first. But once that game starts and the first whistle's blown, it's, it's very, very different. I don't think it's about revenge because September's well in the past and it's about the future for Celtic the immediate future to go on and maintain or even better the lead they have over Rangers at the top of the table therefore I think Ange Postacoglu will have learned if you don't learn from history then as they say you are condemned to repeat the past he must have learned that you do not dismiss a team like St Mirren who have had a good season and he has to come out with the strongest team possible Well Kenny Enjoy the game tonight That was Kenny in Paisley And I think we've got Frank in Blantyre He's coming up next We might even have Team news after these as well You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Marvin Bartley Are here We're across most of the big games Tonight we'll get team news Very soon Quarter to eight Kick off So we probably won't be far away uh, from a Celtic team Will there be the same changes That potentially cost Celtic When they went to St Mirren Earlier in the season Or will it be A bit more familiar We will find out Let's go to the phones And bring in Frank In Blantyre What's your point tonight Frank? Uh, well maybe a wee bit Controversial but I'm just wondering <laughs> Would it be Could, could Jack Amakis do uh, more Morris Johnson Kenny Miller And, and go to Rangers there's Brilliant no chance. It's that type of suggestion that this yeah, show was yeah, yeah. made for. Absolutely, but I, I, and I am giving Frank the forthright <laughs> reply, his forthright question deserves. There is absolutely no chance in this world of that happening. Point number one: Celtic wouldn't sell him to Rangers. Uh, point number two: He's lived here long enough to know that that wouldn't be the best move from a quality of life perspective. Uh, so it's a great question, but. It is a complete non-starter. Right, elaborate for me, Frank. So, what? You're a Rangers fan. Well, yeah. Well, basically, what I'm, what I'm thinking is it, it, fit, it would fit in perfect for the Rangers team, but also, I know what you're saying, and you, by I think you're, you're brilliant. I love, I love listening to you when you're on. I think if Morris Johnson could do it, was there, could it be more controversial than that? Um, I mean, nothing <laughs> would be more controversial than that. No, I think, no. but um, that doesn't mean what well, you've gone from. The most extreme example I mean Bear in mind you know, when, when Morris did it there, there was a fantastic Financial incentive For Morris to do it But he was not going Directly from one club To the other He was going Originally to Celtic Uttered the immortal quote The only club I ever wanted to play for And then Went to Rangers When uh, There Came a chance For Rangers to To do the deal 
Giacomakis is a current Celtic player. Um, Peter Lawwell, the chairman, Michael Nicholson, the CEO, and Ange Postacoglu would all agree you don't sell to the team that you are yeah. trying to beat for the title. It'd be good for the phone lines, though, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be. If, that, would if be. anyone is interested in that as a factor, they would all be lighting up. But um, <laughs> I'm with you on this. Yeah, that 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 can't happen. I'm actually surprised Frank actually wants him there. Um, no, you know. Do you know what, Frank? That that's a fair point. So you are you're willing to put the rivalry to one side. You're admitting it's a player you you admire. You wouldn't mind it. Of, of course, I think I, I think you've got some people. Obviously, you would talk about it a lot Rangers. I'm a football person foremost. And I've admired a lot of previous Celtic players. That that guy, I think, I, I don't know if I'm wrong, but did Kenny Miller not go for Celtic to Rangers? No, not uh, no, not directly. No, no. Kenny came up to play. He came up from Wolves to play for Celtic. Oh, but then after that, I think um, is what he, Frank means. No, no. There was something. There was still something in between, was there? No, he didn't go direct. <laughs> no, it was. There was all sorts in between. There was Derby in between. Celtic and Rangers the f- yeah. Um, yeah Wolves first Then Derby in between You know Kenny Kenny Miller Gave His heart and soul For Celtic uh, And You know Although he'd been at Rangers Three times And it was Rangers Through and through He did well for Celtic Mo Johnson did exceptionally well For Rangers so, Sorry to interrupt I've just got visions That someone has just switched on Just at this moment What are they What are they on about what? <laughs> Morris Johnson Kenny Miller Yeah don't uh, worry, you've not you've not missed anything. It's just a <laughs> suggestion from Frank and Blantyre and, and, you know, that Jackimakis moves to Ibrox instead. I'd also throw in another uh, point of view that Rangers, if they want Todd Cantwell in and other players, they can't afford to buy Jackimakis because it, Celtic, even if even yeah, what sort of what sort of tax would you add on to dreams, that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even in your wildest dreams of Celtic, mm. did consider the idea they would want a, a sum of money that Rangers could not afford to pay. Is it Frank? We commend you for a great question. It's, it's, it's set a light to the programme, but in hard, factual terms, it is a non-starter. Right, it's not happening, Frank. I'm sorry. He's, he's, he's absolutely not having it. Can you make your peace with that? I, if you says it, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> Good man. Thank you very much to Frank in Blantyre. I'm about to give you a Celtic team. Livy Dundee United is now off. Oof. Now, look at this guy Look at him sitting back Doesn't need to worry about this drama anymore Marvin Bartley There was a pitch inspection this afternoon It passed the pitch inspection And now, with an hour and ten minutes to go It is off you, Kevin Well, presumably it's Both goal colder. mouths are completely frozen, apparently Well, the, the, Marvin will understand that pitch better than any of us But I, I assume that as the temperature plummets in the evening And it gets worse Then there's nothing you can do about it yeah, no, he, he's right on that. Yeah, so I, I was told earlier on, that, you know, coming into the show that obviously the pitch was kind of touch and go, but like you said, it was passed by a local uh, referee earlier on today. So that's a huge disappointment because I imagine, you know, Dundee United fans are, are kind of all there already. So, um, yes, he has to rearrange it. Producer Callum's dad is livid if that oh. adds in. Was he, he was travelling down, I take it. Well, he'll be nearly there. He'll be he probably the, will be there. He'll be the local Tony Macaroni Tony Max, yeah. for his, his dinner. He'll be in the... 
the Livingston designer outlet or whatever it is, picking up some <laughs> some new clothes for the game, and oh, what a disaster! That is so a disaster. you still got your flat around the corner? Can he go and yeah, he can leave can a crash key? there? Hundred pounds for the night. But I did say <laughs> earlier about the games I was interested in. Maybe I, <laughs> I knew. Maybe I, you know, yeah. saw the future. Uh, I don't know, Hugh. I, I, I always have a bit of sympathy for clubs because some things are out with the control, and I'm not saying it's Livy's fault or whatever, but. I, I can't help but think that's that's not a great look at no no it's not because even if you do say that it's on earlier and you're saying oh well the temperature plummets you probably know the temperature's going to drop if, yeah. it, if it does uh, you know if it, if it was touch and go then why was it allowed to be left until now mm. it's unacceptable for those genuinely like Callum's dad who have uh, driven down from Tayside it's unacceptable to say sorry it was on originally but now it's off and in uh are we can which Ange Postacoglu who said that you have to be sure that your pitches are good because you're selling a product here and it doesn't look good. And now we've had the, the awful state of the national stadium and now this, it doesn't look good. Right, come on then. If there are any Dundee United fans who've made their way down and feel frustrated, you can pick up the phone. But we do have very interesting team news uh, from Celtic Park. I like the look of some of this. It will get good conversation going, I'm sure, Gabriel. Yes, it certainly will, Gordon. Ange Postacoglu makes four changes to his team from the Tuna win over Kilmarnock at Hamden. The biggest one of those is Yuki Kobayashi. He is going to make his first start for the club at centre-half. He comes into the lineup along with Alistair Johnson, Matt O'Reilly and Leo Labada. Carter, Vickers, Bernabe, Moy and Maida all drop to the bench. So the team is as follows in goal. It's Joe Hart, a back four of Alistair Johnson, Carl Stahlfeldt, Yuki Kobayashi and Josip Juranovic, who's going to play on the left-hand side defence. Captain Callum McGregor at the base of midfield with Rio Hatate and Matt O'Reilly in front of him. Leo Labada, Kyogo and Jota, the front three. Uh, nine substitutes as usual. We've got Scott Bain, uh, Moy, Turnbull, Maida, Forrest, Iwata who's in the squad for the first time. Then Ralston, Welsh and Haksabanovic. Those three all return to the bench from injury. A big one as well. No Jorgis Yakumakis at all. Perhaps he's in the Rangers squad, Gordon. Well, that, that would be quite something. Uh, look, look, Great talking points throughout that yeah. So whatever jumps out for you Celtic fans Give us a call right now um, Would it be would it be wrong to start On somebody who's not part of the match day squad Is Ange Postacoglu going to give us A really boring explanation That Giacomacchus has got a tight calf And didn't make it Or should we read into his absence uh, I, I would have to think That Ange Postacoglu is a truthful man and he will undoubtedly be asked the question because it's the January transfer window and he's nowhere to be seen. And the last time we saw him was scoring a goal at Hamden and running away with a jersey above his head. So he clearly wasn't troubled by injury then. Injured shoulder when he that, swung Well, the, that's about the as close as it would get. But uh, Ange Postacoglu would have to come up with uh, his truthful explanation. But yeah, Kobayashi, good to, to see him get a start. I'm not sure, you know... He's beside someone, Starfelt, who needs all the help he can get. Uh, and, you know, Kobayashi is looking for mm. some assistance from Starfelt, who normally needs it the other way around. Again, though, no Carter Vickers anywhere in the squad, yeah, so there yeah. might be a forced nature to that. Um, and Juranovic plays, and so does Johnson, because Juranovic plays left back. So there's a lot of intrigue in that Celtic team, Marvin. Yeah, there definitely is. And kind of the Jack and Macca's one, obviously, things happen and players do get injured in training. Um, but that's the difficulties for a manager, you know, because Ange might be looking at it and, and if his head's been turned and he's thinking about leaving the football club, he has to do what's best for Celtic Football Club at this moment in time. And maybe he said, you know what, 
we'll try and get this sorted over the next few days if, if something's happened if it's not an injury and I'll go with the players who who actually want to be here with this at this moment in time um in terms of Starfelt I'm interested to you know see him play on the right now um I think he'll be a lot more comfortable on that side I think you'll see a, probably a better performance from him it's very difficult people always think off oh, your center half playing on the left or the right it's the same thing it really really isn't um you know so obviously Carter Vickers is a big loss for them but Starfelt will I think will step up today and and kind of lead that back line and you're also talking about two fullbacks who were uh, at the World Cup in <laughs> yeah. Alistair Johnson and Juranovic uh, it is experimental if you like Kobayashi and Starfield and the, the irony is that when Celtic went to Paisley and lost to St Mirren they were a bit experimental at the back the rest of the team looked like Celtic but at the back that day it had a an unusual look about it yeah that day was Ralston Jens and Welsh, Welsh, Welsh well. at the back yeah. that's right yeah, Greg Taylor played uh, Gandalf at G actually says the only reason Celtic got beat that time in Paisley was because they wore the ghastly third strip never <laughs> to be seen uh, again uh, let's bring in Peter who's a Celtic fan what's on your mind tonight Peter? Hi how are you doing thank you for having me on the show pleasure um, um, the Geomachus, the, the, the whole hysteria that's now beginning to surround this uh, situation. Um, I've just got a couple of questions that in, in my mind. First, I mean, the first one is that this chap, this, this lad, good goal scorer, great player, came to us at the age of 26, and he, we got him for £2 million. Now, he was the top goal scorer in Holland. Okay, albeit your producer just reminded me that his team had been relegated. However... How did we get a player who was the top goal scorer in Holland for £2 million? My second point is, um, OK, he's, he's, he scored a decent, I'd say a decent amount of goals for Celtic, albeit from the bench. And he's, it could be argued that he's not had a proper chance in, in the sense that he's not played every, he's not played, for example, 10 consecutive games, in which... Case that might have given him the opportunity to gather pace and 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 get more goal scoring form, but I, I just I just I just feel you know there, there's it's becoming a bit of an enigma. A for the fact that we got him for two million, but we expect to get twenty million, and and B, um, you know, are there not? I mean, for I'm thinking Nisbet and, and Shankland who know the Scottish game. See, if I'm totally honest, I think either Nisbet or Shankland would score just as many goals for Celtic as Giamakis. The, the other issue, the, the, third, the third issue is, if you're going to look for a replacement for Giamakis, say, for example, Nisbet or Shankland, are they guys going to be willing to sit on the bench? Because I think that if Giamakis was getting a regular game for Celtic, I don't think he would be going anywhere. Yeah. You've kind of run away with yourself though uh, First of all Nobody said 20 million Nobody itself did. Nah, To be fair I, I think Peter's thrown that out In the sense of You know If you, if you got him for two And he's not It's not like he's Well he was a, He was the top scorer In the Scottish yeah. Premiership To be fair um, <laughs> But Peter's sort of saying If you get him for two And sell him for four Is yeah. that a disaster? It, it's not a disaster But it's not quite consistent With the Celtic model They'd be looking for more than that uh, but, but doubling your money's all but, right for some people. But would mm. not would not in this lifetime or the next get twenty million for him uh, at the age of twenty eight. So if they got him for two million, then that's because the, the the selling club were willing to do business at that level, and Celtic are thinking, thank you very much, we'll have him. Um, Giacomacus, 
you have to and this is why the, the January window or any other transfer window becomes a pain in the neck because he's not in the team tonight and he's not on the bench therefore the assumption will be made that he's on his mm. way somewhere and that's why only Ange Postacoglu can tell you where he is and why he's there because he knows why he couldn't play him from the start or have him on the bench so only Ange Postacoglu can answer that question What is the deal though Marvin if you are the top scorer in the Netherlands you then come over and you're the top scorer in Scotland as well and you get two transfers in those two years for a combined total of £6 million does it feel like it should be more? Yeah it it definitely does and I can't make sense of it but you know when you look at those stats like you said he was the top scorer in in the Dutch league he comes to Celtic he's a uh, top scorer here and he's still number two in terms of strikers, mm-hmm. that, that's probably that's where the problem lies, and you know, that's probably why he is thinking to himself, maybe it's time to move on. But I said, I think he's, I think he's worth more than that. You know, as Hugh said, no one's saying twenty million pounds, but to get him for four million euros for me would be would be a snip. Peter, just, those got saying, you know, thinks Shank London and Nisbet would no, be would be just as good. No, no, listen, both both very very good strikers within their own right. Nisbet came back after the World Cup, got himself fit again. I think he's got eight goals in seven games in. And Shankland, obviously, for Hearts, is leading the line extremely well. But I think that's disrespectful to Giacomacchus to say that, you know, they'll score just as many goals because a whole different pressure comes when you play for kind of, you know, Celtic and Rangers. And, and these players, Shankland and, and Nisbet, if they're fit at Hibs and Hearts respectively, they're playing week in, week out. When you're actually going there for 20 minutes or you start one in four or five games and mm. you need to keep scoring. That's a very, very difficult thing to do. OK, we'll need to leave it there. Thank you, Peter. We will get the St Mirren team news next and possibly, possibly squeeze in uh, team news from Kilmarnock Rangers Depending when it drops as well Keep the calls coming 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Marvin Bartley are here It's developing into a much more dramatic Pre-match Wednesday night than I anticipated We've given you team news from Celtic Park Which is very interesting Debut for Kobayashi No Giacomacchus anywhere in the squad uh, a few other changes uh, to discuss as well uh, We even had a suggestion that Rangers should sign, sign Georgius Giacomacchus Things you never thought you would hear uh, Game off, Livy Dundee United It's only an hour and 15 minutes before kick-off So that's not great uh, And we're at, we're going to get team news from Rugby Park as well So Scott's on the line, hopefully he'll bear with me Because let me tick off team news, St Mirren with Gabriel Yes, Stephen Robinson also makes four changes from last Friday's defeat at Tynecastle. He sticks with 3-5-2 formation. Now, Charles Dunn comes back into the team after he was put on trial earlier this week. Ryan Strain, Ethan Erdogan and Jonah Ayunga also come back into the side. The team is as follows. Trevor Carson in goal. A back three of Declan Gallagher, Joe Shaughnessy and Charles Dunn. Ryan Strain will play right wing back with Keanu Bacchus, Alex Gogic and Ethan Erdogan. In the middle with Scott Tanzer on the left. Jonah Ayunga partners Curtis Main up top. The substitutes are Uminski, Richard Taylor, Fraser Taylor, Kenny, Flynn, Kilty, Olusanya, Grieve and Brophy. Just got visions of Charles Dunn running out in that light blue suit that he wore to the, the court case, the fake court case that they had yesterday, which was great fun. Well done to all involved. Um, I'm not sure his support really helped Anthony Stewart at Hamden at the weekend, but that is a story for another day. Let's also get team news from Andrew at Rugby Park 
Yeah, no Kilmarnock team just yet. I'll get you that shortly. But there is a Rangers team and there's three changes from that game against Aberdeen at the weekend. Alan McGregor, Ryan Jack and Malik Tillman all dropped to the bench for them. In come John McLaughlin, Glenn Kamara and Scott Arfield. So as I say, it'll be John McLaughlin starting in goal. The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davies and Borna Barisic. The midfield three, John Lundstrom, Scott Arfield and Glenn Kamara with Fashion Sakala, Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent. The front three for them tonight. The substitutes, McGregor, Jack, Sands, Wright, McCann, King, Devine, Lowry and Tillman. What do you think, Rangers fans? Happy, unhappy? What would you have done differently? Let us know. Scott is a Celtic fan. Are you going along tonight, Scott? Yeah, I'm on my way there. Yeah, I'm, I'm still in traffic as per usual. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a typical midweek uh, fixture card here. Um, what, what do you make of that team then? I'm sure you heard it. Well, obviously, I was on my way obviously to the game and I heard it. Uh, I've got a couple of points if you if you can bear with me if it's okay. Go for it. Right. Um, one is Jack and Marcus. Why is no Why is he no anywhere near the team? Right. Um, I was at the game on Saturday and he seemed fine. Scored that goal, seemed fine. Um, so I think there's obviously more in the background what's going on where obviously using the media and us are not getting told, I think, personally. Secondly, why the hell are they leaving out Carl Vickers when they're bringing in a new player to break, to break him in, right? Carl Vickers is the more confident player, centre-half that we've got. Starfelt is... is Dynamite ready to explode from, in my opinion, and ninety percent of Celtic fans all think the same. Just right? quickly, though, just quickly, given that Carter Vickers isn't on the bench, do you think he's maybe injured? Well, well, that's fine, right? But give him, give him fifty minutes, then give him to half time, give him to sixty minutes or whatever. What if he's really injured? Well, that's that. <laughs> but then again, it's not. That's not where it's coming out. Is you know I mean, it's not coming out. Is that it's coming back as. He's on the bench, right? No, he's not. He's not on the bench. That's what I'm saying. Sorry, Scott. Maybe, I, maybe I didn't make it clear. Carter Vickers is not on the bench, so it doesn't seem like he could have picked him ahead of of Carl Starfield. Right. Well, okay. Cross okay. wires. That's fine. We've, we've cleared that. Again, up. there's only one man who can answer both the questions that Scott has posed. Where is Giacomacus? Asked the manager. Where is uh, Cameron Carter Vickers? Mm. Asked the manager. It's actually a really good comparison, right? Because. Nobody's going to phone in here tonight and say Ah well, Carter Vickers isn't in the squad Must be away Because yeah. of course he's not We know there's no speculation yeah. about no. that So it might, it might be something really boring with Jackie Marcus, And it might be that In half an hour Ange Postacoglu says He's just struggling a bit He then goes and starts the game Against Morton at the weekend But you're allowed to put two and two together in this business Marvin Bartley Yeah, and get ten And mm. that's what we're doing well, now we'll as, as you said, you know It could be any of the reasons But you know, when the players kind of, you know, there's transfer speculation in and around him and then he's left out of, out of the squad, as you said, you know, people will begin to speak. Carter Vickers is something totally different. And maybe Jack Marcus is injured. Maybe there is a flu bug. There's one of them flying around at the moment. Maybe they both have that. But You're sceptical. You yeah, sound sceptical. Yeah, you know, if, if it is something to do with a transfer, I totally understand it. Because Ange, at this moment in time, can only focus on players that want to be at the football club. So he'll deal I, with this now. I need you to be honest, Scott. Did you did Hugh Keevens put you up to coming on to criticise Carl Starfelt? Because I know he agrees with you. Right, well, well, listen, right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a wee deal then, right? I'll, I'll, I'll phone you to the company, right, and see, if I'm in the wrong, I'll put my hands up and I'll apologise, right? But at, it, but at the end of the day, you know, um, you, 
Marlon's right. Marlon's through, right? There could be a number. Ah, Scott, we're missing the deal. The line is really breaking up. I, I couldn't make out what the deal was, which is making me well. I think he's intrigued. A, if Starfelt has a good game, I ah, imagine right. he would he would come come on the apologise. I just think that it's ever so slightly risky. Kobe Ashi's first game, and you beside. A man who is not the most resolute in defence. Who do you play then, Hugh? Do you play Welsh back there? Well, considering what happened when he played against Sitmer in the last one. Well, time. perhaps you're right, Marvin, that there was no other alternative. But mm-hmm. uh, you said at the start of the programme that you'd expect Sitmer to throw everything into the box. Yeah. Nothing short. Or get it yeah. in the, on top of the, the Celtic defence. And when you have Kobayashi and Starfelt. I've never seen Kobayashi He may turn out to be magnificent yeah. But it's it's an area that St Mirren are going to probe Like I'm not saying this is a shock I think this is the way most people saw the, the pecking order mm-hmm. But if Kobayashi does indeed come into the starting 11 Like he has tonight When Carter Vickers isn't available And Stephen Welsh you know, drops down and takes his place in the bench I mean, will, will Stephen Welsh leave in this window? Potentially, maybe a loan deal will, will suit everybody. But you know, at this moment in time, if you're a manager of a football club, you have to deal with, with, with your club. And maybe you know, Andrew wants four centre halves there. Um, if he thinks it's better for Welsh to go out on loan, then I'm sure that will happen. I think Welsh should have expected to be you know fourth in mm. the pecking order. Um, I don't think you'll be surprised by that at all. Right, get your thoughts in. Then, are you agreeing or disagreeing with what you've heard so far? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. And we only just got that Rangers team. So Rangers fans, maybe over to you. What do you make of it? Would you have done something different? There's been a rotation in goal again. It's back to John McLaughlin. Are you happy with that? Malik Tillman's been one of the uh, more efficient creative forces recently. He's on the bench. Is that going to be an issue, or will you have enough down there at Rugby Park? Do get your calls in. But first of all, let's hear from you on this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. You hear about him, Marv? Blew it on Monday. Lost. He's on here for Celtic might not be after revenge, but he is. That sweater vest screams revenge. <laughs> he's like a young Chandler Bing over there. I hope he's picked then tonight. Get yeah. your revenge here. Listen, I, I am. Game for it I, I, I lost narrowly 5-4 You did Just remind Marvin Because he is a relative newcomer to the show He might not have heard What's your great saying about moving I move from one failure to the next With no loss of enthusiasm Oh brilliant See get him in Get him in the dressing room That is the type of influence I'll have to take that I'm going forward uh, You need right Anyway 01419511025 Get your call in before 7 And it could be you who plays Beat the Pundit next Tackle the headlines Hugh Evans and Marvin Bartley are here Four big games was the plan We're down to three Livy Dundee United is off We've been to Celtic Park We've given you team news What do you make of it Celtic fans, St Mirren fans We've been to Rugby Park And given you team news What do you make of it Kilmarnock fans, Rangers fans And we will go to Tynecastle In the not too distant future We've not had the chance to really react to the Rangers team yet We did to the Celtic team So Rangers fans uh, What do you think? John McLaughlin's back in goal Malik Tillman's on the bench Borna Barisic keeps his place After a bit of stick from the weekend Anything else you've got for us? Pick up the phone And we'll get to you after this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Okay, beat the pundit time I'm looking forward to it Hugh Keevans needs to get back on track After losing on Monday And uh, Marvin Bartley I can't even remember your last outing 
Can't have been very memorable. I won. Mm, don't think you did. No, I did. Uh, Stephen <laughs> is in Thornley Bank. How's it going, Stephen? I know, but I tell you. What would you rate as being more likely a comfortable Celtic win tonight or you beating the pundit? A comfortable Celtic win tonight. <laughs> but, um, I've got, I think I'll win tonight as well. A double, a double for Stephen uh, in Thornley Bank. So what we do definitely. is toss the coin here, Stephen. If it's heads, it'll be Hugh. Tails, it'll be Marvin Bartley. Like that, Marvin? Do you? Can you see that? I now that you're nearly climbing over the desk to try and be cast your aspersions, it is tails. It is Marvin Bartley up really? against Stephen? So Good what luck, we do Stephen. here? Don't feel the pressure, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we give Marvin some Clyde Two to listen to, and I'll turn it up nice and loud. Stephen, thirty seconds. Answer as many as you can, and pass if you don't know the answer. Okay. Yep. Right, let's go then 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Name any player who scored in an Old Firm game this season Kyogo uh, Name the only Scottish Premiership side to win their last two league games um, Hearts Which SPFL team are nicknamed the Suns? Dumbarton Name any of the last four teams to win the Scottish Challenge Cup Inverness How many current Scottish Premiership sides Did Lee Wilkie play for? Uh, three I think they were tough again You know Marvin Bartley Can you hear us? Yeah They've been tough this week I don't know what's going on in that. See that wee sweat box That those creepy producers sit in I, I, I don't I, I don't know what's going on in there They, they are difficult again Why are you putting more pressure on me? You know Sorry. I really suffer with this Right you ready? Yes Name any player to score In an old firm game this season Ryan Kent Name the only Scottish Premiership side To win their last two league games Celtic Which SPFL team are nicknamed the Suns Don't know, pass Name any of the last four teams To win the Scottish Challenge Cup Ray Rovers How many current Scottish Premiership sides Did Lee Wilkie play for? Two Fourth Bank Stadium Is the home of which League 2 side? Stirling Albion And which Scottish team Did Jackie McNamara start his managerial career with? Quickly Dundee United What's the verdict, Stephen? Uh, I think he's I think he's a bit me, to be honest. Do you think the speed is the f- the key <laughs> factor here, Stephen? Stephen, <laughs> mate, you can't want to speak in the game at the big You better not have lost. He might be. He might be wrong. Not lost. I would have cantered that tonight. Oh, it's easy to say that when you've got <laughs> the pressure I'll on. Give you the, I'll give you the answers. Um, it's Go fine. On. Don't don't you worry. I'm just winding you up. Calm down. Name any player who scored in an old firm game this season. Kyogo you had your choice to Kyogo Kent you were both right Tavernier Maeda Jota Turnbull Abada one all name the only Scottish Premiership side to win their last two league games Livy oh wow it's been a busy 10 days for me former Livingston assistant manager Stephen right, this I guy did, is I did two so far <laughs> did you get it Stephen no no he didn't, I didn't. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> unlucky mate right, you, I I'm, oh, no, I'm saying I unlucky I like deducting you though Because you went Celtic Fairly obvious to remember That they didn't beat beat Rangers uh, No it's not fairly obvious Otherwise I wouldn't have said them mm, Okay Go on then I'm going to roll The Suns Dumbarton Stephen Dumbarton. got it Oh, 2-1 in front mm. right. Name any of the last four teams To win the Challenge Cup Dundee United or Ross County Or Inverness Or Wraith Four so you, in a row you, Four in a row Marv you, you both, Pass and yeah. move You Love both it. got it So where are we 3-2 to Stephen Oh Stephen got it as well He did get it right. How many current Premiership sides Did Lee Wilkie play for Two Who, who are they Dundee United And mm. Ross County Ross It County. is two So Marvin Bartley pulls I don't even know who Lee Wilkie I is I knew you wouldn't <laughs> 
That's what's so annoying I knew you wouldn't know Who Lee Wilkie is Five with a row for me oh, This isn't on. about you Hugh I'm sorry And the last one Wait four... did Stephen get that Gordon please He did not <laughs> <laughs> So we're level Fourth Bank Stadium Is the ho- home of which League 2 side It's Stirling Albion Marvin goes in front That's my League 2 team as well uh, Which if there is such a thing I've mentioned it before And Stephen was out of time Jackie oh. McNamara was Partick Thistle Oh so I got to the Southern Albion when I got that one, but um, I was too slow. So, uh, you know, as the old saying goes, Stephen, if my aunt had, <clears throat> I'm gonna leave you there. I Good told game. you I'd have cantered it. Give, Give yeah, me the rest yeah. of the questions. You want to see if you can get a mysterious ten? Yeah. Producers hate this because it means we can't use these questions tomorrow. <laughs> oh, Good. Well, yeah, I'm all yeah, for it. Let's go. Work. Exactly. Let's uh, go for it. Come on. Name you. any of St. Johnson's top three scorers this season. Uh, Stevie May Who captained Scotland At France 98 Colin Hendry Oh he's going for the 10 He's never on, had you. this in his life you, come on. He wasn't even playing tonight But anyway Who played more league games For Celtic Nadir Chief Cheer Thomas Gravison Tommy Gravison He's done it He's done it Look, Oh He's on fire He's on fire <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face <laughs> you got to respect greatness uh, it's, it's, In the presence of greatness it, it kind of counts But he wasn't playing No so Hugh came first I came second Stephen you came third Unlucky <laughs> Stephen was Not Is he gone? No he's still there oh. Bye Stephen Right cheers thank Bye, you Bye mate <laughs> Stephen and Thornley Bank. He was a good sport I don't like it when you do that No you're, he you're was cruel. a good sport But listen It's about winning at the end of the day And I've had one defeat already In the last few days I didn't need another one <laughs> you know, Producer Callum just buzzed my ear And throw him under the bus for this what? Tell that to your team, he said. When he said it's all Low blow. Week one in the job. Come exactly. on. Come on. Give them time. Respect for the Palmerston Pep. Exactly. Right. 01419511025. Let's get full team news from Rugby Park because I don't think we did that, did we, Andrew? And if we did, just recap it anyway. It's been a busy show. Yeah, I've got the Kilmarnock team. It's four changes for them from the weekend. Mayo, Criseni, Donnelly, and Kyle Lafferty are the ones that drop out from the weekend. In come Chris Stokes, Ryan Alabiosu, Liam Polworth and Christian Doidge. So it'll be Sam Walker starting in goal for them tonight. The back three, Ash Taylor, Chris Stokes and Joe Wright. It'll be Ryan Alabiosu and Danny Armstrong as the wing-backs. Liam Polworth, Alan Power and Rory McKenzie, the midfield three, Christian Doidge and Kyle Vassell up top. The substitutes, Hemming, Sanders, Waters, McEnroy, Lyons, Alston, Murray, Robinson and Lafferty. And for Rangers, three changes, McGregor, Jack and Tillman all dropping to the bench in come McLaughlin Kamara and Arfield so John McLaughlin in goal the back four James Tavernier Connor Goldson Ben Davies and Borna Barisic the midfield three John Lundstrom Scott Arfield and Glenn Kamara Alfredo Morelos up top supported by Fashion Sakala and Ryan Kent the substitutes for them tonight McGregor Jack Sands Wright McCann King Devine Lowry and Tillman Rangers fans what do you think give us a call let us know what jumps out for you Marvin well the, the change is obviously in goal that um, that does surprise me. Um, Michael Bill spoke about doing mm, it. Yeah. Um, so listen, he's, he's been true to his word. But I wonder if he can continue that for the rest of the season. That what well, Ryan Jackwell doesn't really surprise me. Obviously, with being on Astro Turf, Scott Arfield coming back in. But yeah, the goalkeeping change that, that surprised me. Let's hear a bit from Michael Beale, Hugh, shall we? In fact, yeah. let's do both managers, Derek McInnes, then Michael Beale. Yeah, I think it's a good game for us to be honest. I think when you come off the back of such a a blow, losing the game at the weekend, you know, sometimes to have that immediate focus when you're still possibly a wee bit of a hangover and feeling sorry for yourself. It'll be a busy rugby park and it's exactly the type of game I think that it'll do as well. The game, the opponent demands respect, it demands focus and that's what we need to try and make sure that we're as 
ready as we possibly can be to deal with league business. We enjoyed the cup run, it shows what can be done, the level of performance shows is a good reference for us as well. A lot of what we did right on Saturday we need to do again. The 1v1 defending, the positioning, our concentration, our organisation and out of possession, try to carry a threat. We tried to make sure we're defensively sound for the majority of the Saturday and but still carry a threat and that's when you play against the better teams that's what you need to try and do. Really tough test. I know Derek well, he's a good guy and uh, the Aberdeen battles were between our teams were really tough games. He's done a good job at Kilmarnock, obviously getting them back up. Got a lot of familiar faces in their squad of players that have got good experience in this league. They've lost one and nine at home and as I said, that game was against Livingston, it was on the Astro. They've beaten every team that I've beaten or we've beaten since I've come back in. So game on, should be a good game. We need to go for three points, not one. And I'm sure they're feeling the same after what was a really good performance at Hamden at the weekend. So I'm sure, I'm sure though they were disappointed, that will give them a lot of confidence for the remainder of the season. Interesting. AstroTurf at Livy, game off. AstroTurf at Kilmarnock, game on. Uh, it's not the pitch that... Michael Beale would prefer to be on this evening on the rebound from the Hamden pitch at the weekend but for Celtic and for Rangers tonight it's quite straightforward it doesn't matter what happened to Giacomacus he's not there and he can't influence anything it doesn't matter what's happened to Cameron Carter because not there can't influence anything Kobayashi and Starfield have to quickly form a partnership and Celtic if they lost again to St Mirren, it would be a catastrophe for them. So same for Rangers. They can't let that nine-point gap, maybe ten points, become even greater. So no matter what the state of the pitch, they have to beat Command. Paul, pro- sorry Marvin, sorry. I was going to bring in Paul, who's a Rangers fan. Uh, Paul, what would he make of that team tonight? Aye, thanks for letting me on the show, guys. Yeah. Um, uh, I so I had a couple. I had a wee point as well after that, just about fitness levels at Rangers. But obviously, look at the team the right. Um, the one that sticks out to me um, wasn't necessarily the goalkeeper. I mean, I'm a massive McGregor fan, and I would have had him in there. But no, listen to Bill. I think that, that that's what it's going to be now. But um, the one that stuck out to me was Lundstrom. Um, I, I I really like Lundstrom. I think he's no. Um, I was a bit critical him at the start, to be honest, but he's settled in really well. But he was very, very leggy towards the end of the Aberdeen game. I mean, he made a couple of misplaced passes. He just looked, the guy looked shattered. And it kind of leads into my point, what I phoned in tonight about. Um, so I'm surprised that Lundstrom's playing tonight. I would have maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe played Dalek Lowry in there or, or maybe Jack or something like that. I just felt Lundstrom was a bit leggy. But my main point being that, and I, I want to see what you think of this, um, Rangers went on an incredible run last year. Um, I think it was something ridiculous Like 19 European games Half a season To get to the Europa League final um, And top of all the domestic games Had to play in cup games Domestic cup games and whatnot. So a lot of the air players Lundstrom, Kamara They went through all of that pain barrier To get Rangers where they were last year And um, you think the seasons before that Under Gerrard We had to play all these I feel ludicrous Games at the start to try and get even into the main qualifiers, and you take all of those games and top of that. Do you think this is like, and maybe Marvin knows about this being an ex pro and whatnot, but have the players not kind of burned out, and that's why we're kind of 
we're coming through a season like this where we've had massive injuries and, and it's down to not just tactics but I hear a lot of fans saying it's the way from Bronckhorst had done tactics and the way they trained and whatnot. when in fact these guys have went through a load of games what do you think, do you think Marvin are they, are they burnt out? I, I wouldn't say that they're burnt out I, I get what Paul's saying and some of the points he makes are, are probably valid um, one thing that I do know obviously speaking to a few people that had, had been at the club under kind of Gerard and Van Bronckhorst the biggest difference was the tempo in training um, Gerard demanded a high intensity obviously Michael Bill took took most of the training but he demanded a high intensity in what they did and and Gio had a, a very very different kind of philosophy in how he went about training so it was probably the tempo was a, was a lot lower um, you know it was, it was about perfection perfection in the past etc rather than you know being out there and probably covering the same sort of distance at a high intensity so that's probably you know what you're seeing and now Michael Beals came back in he's probably trying to raise it again and you will get one or two niggles along the way with that because you know the players are almost reconditioning their bodies um, so that that's what I think you're seeing now Paul rather than kind of a burnout burnout rather and, and in terms of Lundstrom what you say I just don't think the Astro for Ryan Jack is perfect if I'm honest you know I think Michael Beal if he could he would leave him on the bench for the whole game tonight obviously with the injury troubles that he has had and and young Larry really isn't a holding midfielder so he's not going to play of course we are obsessed Hugh which is fine with you know the gap at the top and the points and can it be clawed back and all the rest of it Uh this period for Rangers how important is it for Michael Beale to constantly be assessing you know what's there are these players good enough to come with them going forward yeah. do these games because although Rangers have been winning more often than not domestically they probably should win more often than not domestically of is it also about him finding out which which holes are exposed in his squad and, and sort of talking to the board about that or you know is, 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 is this all part of a process rather than us because we just talk about the, the points gap and stuff like yeah, that I mean, there can't be any burnout because under Michael Beale Rangers are undefeated. Therefore, the problem was that under Giovanni Van Bronckers, players were not delivering at the same level, and under Beale they are, and that's why he has gone all these games without losing. He um, still it still sounds like he's expecting a good bit more from the performance well, yeah, level I, I, at times, I, I, though, doesn't it? Well, he strikes me as the type of perfectionist who will never be happy if Rangers won the league. He still wouldn't be happy. He would talk about what comes after that going forward. However, right now, he's got a team undefeated under him and all he can do is keep it that way and hope that Celtic slip up somewhere. Uh, And he strikes me as a very confident man. And with regard to the goalkeeping situation, he forecast it himself. He obviously knew he was going to do it, but didn't declare to the press because he spoke about Alan McGregor being able to see the big picture also said he was the best goalkeeper in Scotland didn't he yeah but he also said in the course of that same interview that McGregor sees it all in terms of Mm -hmm. the team and not him as an individual you you made your piece with the goalkeeping situation Paul if they do keep rotating at this rate are you fine with that Uh, do you know what I'm so loyal to McGregor Um, just seeing him Massive Rangers fan for a long time and have seen him coming through and whatnot through the ranks. So you no, know, I just think at the time they took us through you know, the fifty five titles, they made some outstanding saves. We Rangers won a few games one 0 You think back to Lee Griffiths save he did against the post at Ibrox. I mean, the guy shot stopping is probably the best in Scotland. Burn Hart, hundred times Burn Hart shot stopping. Without yeah. without turning this into a, a Celtic Rangers thing, do you think he is still the best shot stopper in Scotland? Because I've I've noticed even some Rangers fans sort of like you know not, you know maybe 
disagreeing with Michael Beale when he said it the other day. Do you think he still is the best shot stopper? I, I would. Uh, I'm not saying this just biased to being Rangers and whatnot, but I absolutely think he's the best shot stopper. Where he's flaws are, he's absolutely coming out for cross balls. That's where McLaughlin's a bit different. I think the modern day keepers are, are different from that. I think. No, you think his understudy was he was an understudy to Stefan Kloss and Kloss was the type of guy who came out and punched balls out and McGregor's still got that but goalkeepers have moved on. No, Joe Hart, for instance, is more of a type of guy that comes out to the eighteen yarder and whatnot and can play a ball. McGregor can't do that. He, he just he's not he came under a different era. That's only my view, though. Absolutely, and that's that's absolutely fine. If anything, shot stopping's probably Joe Hart's strength as well, oh, isn't it, compared of, to some of the other of late he's had to be good at it because he'd been let down by people in front of him uh, and let's be honest at Ibrooks he created the danger for himself and then got himself out of bother by who's the best, the ball who's against the best the post. shot stopper in the league that's a tough one you're still allowed to pick the injured Craig Gordon I yeah. guess uh, Sander Clark's too not to be yeah, a job no, I wanted to him. go towards Craig Gordon uh, I, I went towards Craig Gordon as soon as he said the best shot stopper in the league I went towards Craig Do- Gordon but that's just my opinion We'll save that debate for a quiet night And we'll just randomly bring it back Because oh. we're, we're busy We're busy tonight Thank you to Paul uh, We will go to Hearts Aberdeen For Team News next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Well tonight of football We've got ahead Not the four games we thought we had Livy Dundee United is off But the three others should more than make up for it So we're going to go to Tynecastle in a second Let me quickly give you tonight's full time teaser I'll just set it up And I'll let you get thinking Whilst we speak to Dave Galloway So Derek sent it in tonight Topical Because it's been FA Cup weekend Hasn't it in England um, Recently So he says Can you name the last 10 players Who've won the FA Cup And they've also played In Scotland Now they must have played In the FA Cup final Just being part of a squad Or whatever is not enough The last 10 players Who've won the FA Cup And have played In Scotland Andy Robertson Absolutely correct Well done Um, Maloney Yes Wigan 2013 Kieran Tierney Yes Arsenal 2022 Very recently Uh, Oh um. Okay I'll leave it with you Because you're only looking For seven more We've got loads of time And I'm desperate to get Team news from Hearts Aberdeen Because that should be A cracker Dave Galloway Absolutely This game is a complete uh, Gordon, the atmosphere building up very nicely and it's uh, a huge one for both teams. Victory for Hearts would of course strengthen their grip of third place and realistically kill off Aberdeen's hopes as it would leave them nine points adrift. However, a Don's win would cut the gap on their hosts to just three points and give other teams encouragement to kick on as well. The Jam Tarts on a good run, unbeaten in seven games, four wins and three draws, but it remains to be seen how tough their visitors will make it this evening. Evening. Jim Goodwin's men emerging with plenty plaudits for a gutsy, hard-working performance in losing 2-1 to Rangers after extra time at Hampden on Sunday. How much will that have taken out of them physically and mentally? To the teams then, and Hearts make the one change. It's Devlin in for Halliday. Clark in goals, a back three of Hill, Rolls and Sibick. Midfield, Smith, Devlin, Snodgrass and Cochrane with Janelli ahead of Mackay and Shankland in attack. The subs, Stewart, Kingsley, Grant, Keogh, Atkinson, Forrest, Nielsen, Humphreys 
and Oda. What about the Dons? Well, interesting team news for them. Uh, Lewis is in goals for his first game of the season. Hayes is in the side as well, out dropped the injured Roos and the suspended Stewart. So Lewis in goals then across the back. It looks like McCrory, Coulson, Scales and Hayes. Ramadani and Shinny, the sitting midfielders with Kennedy, Clarkson and Duke further forward, Mayovsky as ever leading the attack the subs for the Dons tonight Richie, Baron, Bissawin Mislovic, uh, Watkins Polvara, Duncan Richardson and Babbage and your match referee here at Tynecastle is Willie Collum we are, I'm sure he will have a quiet evening no drama or controversy whatsoever um an injury that even kept Andy Halliday out of super scoreboard duty yeah. this week So he's, he's not involved But Hugh, that, that should be a cracker It's on paper uh, The battle for third Marvin's former employers would have yeah. something to say about that Because they're in fourth at the moment ahead of Aberdeen um, But that's always a great fixture Yeah, you just wonder Again, in terms of recovery time Hearts played on Friday night uh, Aberdeen played on Sunday afternoon uh, Hearts played on a decent pitch Aberdeen did not uh, you wonder how much that will be a factor tonight. Also, Shankland, Snodgrass, the way Hearts are playing, the confidence is growing. They're the luckiest team in the world not to concede a penalty, uh, which could have given St Mirren a draw on Friday. But it's handy to have luck as well, Marvin. Yeah, it most definitely is. And, you know, Hearts have been going well. I think they've won three out of their last five and they're unbeaten in, in their last five games. And, and Robbie's really got them going now. You know, they're an exciting team to watch. And you mentioned Snodgrass there. You know, he's almost rolling back the years and been absolutely fantastic for them in the centre of the pitch. I expect them to finish in third, Gordon. I expect them to win tonight. Yeah. Um, Aberdeen are paying the price for the weekend's cup action. Kellerus has been very good signing, I think, hasn't he? In goals, Marvin, he... Is injured, isn't playing. There was no appeal for Anthony Stewart's red cards. Oh, really? Perhaps unsurprisingly, <laughs> um, he is suspended. And yeah, they've had to, to make a few changes and begin to see what, what impact that does have. So what is it, a, a two-day advantage, as, as we were saying earlier on? Yeah, but you've got someone experienced in Joe Lewis coming in. Yeah. You know, I know when he was replaced, you know, a lot of Aberdeen fans wanted that to happen, but he's an ultimate professional. He'd have kept himself in the best shape possible. And, and now it's, it's, it's his time to shine, you know. As he said, with Stuart being suspended, they've probably changed, had to change the shape slightly. But listen, you're at Aberdeen at a big club for a reason. I just think, you know, regardless of the extra two days that Hearts have had, it would have been a tough, tough Hearts going to uh, Tynecastle anyway. How big a week is this for Hearts generally? And then when you think about their, you know, again, European aspirations again, if you can beat Aberdeen tonight, yeah. there's still a long way to go, granted. But that, that would be another big step towards third. Then a, a cup derby at the weekend. Can yeah. you, you know? Can you progress in that competition? Seems like it's a really big few days. If I were Lee Johnson, I would not be looking forward to Hearts coming my way, particularly if they beat Aberdeen tonight. Um, they beat Hibs three 0 the last time, and a Scottish Cup win over Hibs would be just what Robbie Nielsen would love, and just what Lee Johnson doesn't need. And also, they're so well run Hearts. All credit to them The supporters are paying Fortunes to Keep the club going forward And Budge and everyone who runs the club It's structurally Terrific And they, they pick up millions from Europe As they have done this season And they look forward to picking up more millions Next season if they finish in third place So everything's running their way at the moment Yeah it feels like a big 
big week, doesn't it? Big few days for Hearts. It is. It definitely is. And as Hugh said, you know, they're so well run off off the pitch, and and the players are starting to you know do this do the stuff on the pitch. Um, winning today will be all Robbie cares about at this moment in time. You know, yes, he got a big derby game coming on Sunday, but he's saying to the players, deal with tonight because Sunday deals with itself. There's no doubt about that. And and by the way. Win or lose today, Hearts will go to Easter Road and they'll be confident they can get the win. And that's probably a massive, massive worry for Lee Johnson. But it shows kind of the confidence that's oozing out of that football club at this moment in time. Yeah, it feels like Hearts, Hearts fans are excited about where they are because they were already in a good place in the sense that they, they got that guaranteed European group stage football and, and finished third, clearly the best of the rest last season. Um, they strengthened the squad. You mentioned Robert Snodgrass. They've then gone into January and sort of done it again, got... On paper, what looks like good recruits in Cairo's a five-year deal for him. That suggests that they can either build a team around them, like Robbie Nielsen says, or, sorry Robbie, um, more likely the real answer is you're going to try and sell them for good money. So feels like the full club is starting to, to be in a good good spot. Yeah, and when we played, well, I say we, when I was at Livingston, you know, we, ah, played, we played against Hearts and we beat them 1-0. And Robbie came into the office, and this was back in September, and he said, as long as we're in touching distance of the top six, Come the January window, the club will be perfectly happy with that. They're doing a lot better than that. They're in the January window and they're third in the league. And as you said, you know, they're adding players to that squad. You know, they're, they're signing their players down to long-term deals and everything's going in exactly the right direction. And, you know, I can only see them going from strength to strength. I think third place mm. is theirs to lose, definitely. Similarly then, how big a, a night is this for Aberdeen if they do still have designs on third? Six points at the moment. If that becomes nine tonight, if we're talking about a nine-point gap at the top yeah. of the table being mm-hmm. unassailable... Would the same be said for? I, I would have to agree. Yeah, uh, you, you're not. You're simply not going to catch up Hearts. Then, uh, yeah, it's understandable. You go to Tynecastle and you don't win. That'll happen to everyone except Celtic and Rangers. Yeah, I suppose the only thing would be a school of thought that Celtic are less likely to drop those points than, than maybe Hearts would be. So it's maybe not a fair. Uh, comparison, but if Aberdeen are to try and finish third, do they need something tonight? Yeah, they need something tonight, but they also need to improve their away form altogether. Yeah, it's two yeah. wins in ten games. You know, that's not a team that's going to finish in third place, especially the way that Hearts are going. But listen, Jim's got full confidence in his squad. They do need something from tonight. I do believe that. I think nine points is is far too big a gap. Um, but again, he'll be confident going into it. There is confidence. Miovsky Magic says Hearts were lucky to beat St Mirren. As long as we get something tonight, I'm confident we will hunt them down. Let's hear from Jim Goodwin. Yeah, I think it's got the. I think it could be a really, really good game. I think it's going to be a very entertaining game. I think it's two very good teams going at it, and um, you know, Hearts are sitting in third place in the table at the moment. They've been on a very good run of form of late, and um, obviously, we want to to get back into that position ourselves. So, you know, to win gives us the opportunity to do that and to close the gap on the top teams. So, um, you know, two very good teams, I think, and um, hopefully, it will make for a, a very good, entertaining game of football. Yes, looking forward to it 01419511025 You can tweet us as well We just read out some there um, At Clyde SSB Where are we? I'm just double checking to see if Ange Postacoglu Has addressed The Giacomakis thing And I think he has So one of the, the sort of rights holders Perhaps speaking to the BBC um, Before the game Let me just double check quickly I think he's he says it's not transfer related, is that right? Um, the game took a fair bit out, is it the weekend? Carter Vickers and Jackie Mackis are unavailable. Uh, they pulled up a bit sore after the weekend. Um, yeah. Well, there they are. I mean, is that enough for you? 
uh, you either accept the man at face value or you call him a liar. And uh, I'm not in the business of calling Ange Postecoglou a liar. So if he says yeah. that the 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 suffered as a result of the the pitch, then yep, yeah, I'm in that's the version. That. Yeah. yeah, he says he's not playing tonight because he's injured. If he wasn't injured, he would be playing tonight. Well, there we are. That's fair enough. Isn't that not that the head, also that also knocks on the head that the 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 speculation that he is about to leave the yep. club because it, there's no mention of that at all. Uh, oh, the only it, thing that'll knock that in the heads when the window closes, yeah, I think. Now, yeah, and he's still stage. there. Um, let's quickly squeeze in Paul in Easter House. What do you think of the team tonight, Paul? Well, I think that's a chance that we could get beat there. Kobe actually hasn't been tied in the Scottish League. I would have played well, regardless of what happened. That's St Mirren the last time. I think that's a chance that we could get beat because Juranovic at left back against Rangers looks suspect for everything. Um, I, I think you would you would certainly have to hope if you were Ange Postecoglou that that performance from Juranovic was related to the illness, was related to yeah. the rust, whatever. Because he, he, I know it was in a different position, but he looked a lot better I, at the I, weekend, didn't I, he? I go back to it. Although he's playing at left back and he's a right back. But you have Johnson and Juranovic, two players who were at the World Cup in Qatar. You have a midfield of McGregor, Hatati, O'Reilly. Up front, Abada, Kyogo, Jota. The, from middle to front, and the two fullbacks, and, and you've got Joe Hart in goal. The only area is Kobayashi and Starfield. Mm. But, you know, how uh, how is Ange Postecoglou ever to find out anything about Kobayashi unless he plays matches? You might be right, Paul. You might be right. But this is a Celtic team that has thrown in. You know, Hatati, for instance, just as soon as he came, and various other players, Alistair Johnson, and, and they hit the ground running. Why Why do you fear for Kobayashi? Because the Scottish game's completely different. How many players have come up to the Scottish game and tried to settle in, and it's just not worked for them? Uh, the Scottish Paul, game is Paul, a game is. Paul, hold on a second. Maeda, Kyogo, Hatati, they've all come from Japan and hit the ground running. And been part of a Celtic side who have now lost one league game in fifty-three. So there, you know, Kobayashi at least has history on his side. All the guys who have come out of the J League and gone to Celtic, with the exception of Idiguchi, have all been terrific. I'm, I'm saying that Kobayashi hasn't been tried and tested. My worry is big Starfield. It's just quite stated earlier on that Carter Vickers usually builds him out. That's going to be a bit of. That's like throwing a grenade in there. I don't know. Don't finish that. I just well, I was no. worried about where that was heading. But I don't know, Marvin. Hugh Hugh puts up a good case. Loads of Celtic players have had to come in, hit the ground running. Paul, to be fair, also because doesn't mean that Kobayashi will. Is he alongside someone who is a bit more uncertain than Carl Starfelt? Starfelt's playing in the best defence in the league in terms of the goals that they concede. So people can say what they want. They, maybe he's uneasy on the eye, but. The job of a defender is to keep the ball out of the back of the net or stop shots on target for the for the opposition team, and he does that. He does that. So as I said, you know, he's been playing on the left hand side. I think he'll be absolutely fine tonight. And I think that will go on to win the game. We'll go back to Celtic Park ahead of kickoff next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got some big games coming up right now pretty much And then a big one at 8 o'clock between Kilmarnock and Rangers Let's go back to Celtic Park and build up to that one with Gabriel Yes thanks Gordon The two teams just coming out of the tunnel right now A sold out Celtic Park 
and the light show is in full flow. I'll give you a quick recap of team news. Four changes for Celtic since their tuna win over Kilmarnock. Yuki Kobayashi makes his first out, whilst Alistair Johnson, Matt O'Reilly and Leo Labada all come in. Cameron Carter-Vickers and Alexander Bernabeu are out of the squad entirely. Aaron Moy and Maida drop to the bench, whilst there is no Jorgis Yakumakis at all. Could he be on his way out of the club? Postacoglu told us it was fitness related though. The team is Joe Hart and goal, a back four of Alistair Johnson, Carl Stalfelt, Yuki Kobayashi and Josip Juranovic. Cal McGregor, Rayo Hatate, Matt O'Reilly in midfield uh, with Leal Abad at Kyogo and Jota up top. What about the visitors? Keep in mind, St Mirren are the only team to beat Celtic domestically all campaign. They make four changes as well. They've got a 3-5-2 formation. Trevor Carson will be in goal. Uh, a back three of Declan Gallagher. Joe Shaughnessy and Charles Dunn. Ryan Strain will be right wing back with Scott Tanzer left wing back. Keanu Bacchus, Alex Gogic and Ethan Erhahon in midfield with Jonah Ayunga and Curtis Main up top. Uh, Celtic in green and white. St Mirren in an all-black strip. The players just taking to their positions right now. Spoke to manager Ange Postacoglu yesterday. He said that tonight is no revenge mission. Of course, the Buddies beating them back in September. But the Hoops will be desperate to beat them this evening. They're nine points clear in the league. They're through to the League Cup final, which is, of course, against Rangers next month. With the Scottish Cup commencing this weekend as well, fans' attention here is naturally turning towards the possibility of a clean sweep. However, that is still very far away, and there will be no treble talk around here for months yet. Take it one game at a time. That is the mantra. And up now are St Mirren. Uh, Stephen McLean is the referee here. He is putting the ball in the centre circle as the green light flashes down on the huddle of Celtic kickoff is up next any surprise predictions from you tonight Mr Kevins? Uh no I, I say it. from middle to front with McGregor Hatati O'Reilly Abada Kyogo Jota Celtic 2-0 there we are Marvin Bartley straightforward enough yeah straightforward for me um, I can only see a Celtic win here I think St Mirren will, will try and be brave um, but listen I think Celtic will have too much over the course I'm going 3-1 Celtic I wouldn't necessarily have enough to disagree with your predictions based on logic and form and everything else uh, how does St Mirren compare then to the other so-called smaller teams in terms of the potential to give Celtic an uncomfortable night they have the potential definitely as they, they've shown in, in a game earlier this season um, as I said you know, they have to be really direct with what they do I think a younger and Curtis Main will stay up the pitch I think he'll let the players behind them do the defending but as soon as your strikers start to drop at Celtic you're in massive massive trouble so it's about being brave but not silly but I think he'll leave two up there he'll say test you know the new centre half pairing um, see if we can get the ball into the box and just make them defend basically what's the key to that then do you need to really do you need to get up quickly to those two? Do people then need to make conscious effort to, to support them? How do you stop that sacrificing numbers to help your defensive shape? Yeah, I think you have to get the ball up to them very quickly. Um, Celtic will be brave enough and mark two for two. That's what they'll do. You know, they'll be nice and brave with the two centre-halves, mark the two centre-forwards. But he'll be saying, Steve will be saying to his centre-forwards, you can get the better of these two. So it may be quite a baptism then for Kobayashi. Well, he's going to know he's been in the game. But I think him to come... I expect him to come through with flying colours and sees him day in, day out. You know, if he didn't think he was prepared for this game, he would have played well. She got an able centre half yeah. on the bench. So, you know, I expect him to he's do been, well. He'd been fortunate, Gordon, insofar as he'd been here True. for three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not as if he's a, a total novice. He, he'd been training and playing in bounce up matches and what have you. I just like the the 
the sort of unique Not unique nature of Scottish football But it just always has me wondering I'm not an expert on the Japanese league But do you think there are any Curtis Mains <laughs> In the J League? No, I, just, no. I just can't imagine it <laughs> No, there won't be There won't be Listen, as I said you know, Curtis Main will be trying to pull on him To let him know he's been in the game nice and early And the younger will be working off him Especially, you know, Strain coming back in the team today doesn't surprise me at all Because his delivery from wide areas From set plays is absolutely fantastic And it kind of shows you what you know, St Mirren want to do tonight uh, Abada went down in the box inside about 30 seconds and he was hoping that uh, there would be some sort of check, I guess, that his shirt had been held. Um, but it doesn't appear that there was enough contact to satisfy any of the officials. Uh, and on we go. I think it was actually Charles Dunn, the man involved. <laughs> didn't need that, did oh, I like this guy, Hugh. Did you oh. see him yesterday turning yeah. up with his suit on for the fake court trial, which he was found guilty and now has to provide breakfast for the full team from McDonald's? Because he went to Hamden wearing an Aberdeen shirt at the weekend. Miami Vice had come to Paisley. <laughs> Would you do that, Marvin? Would you go and yeah. put a shirt on of the same a team in the same league? Yeah, but I couldn't. No, actually, no, no, I wouldn't. I, the only one I'd probably think of would would have been Hibbs, but no, I wouldn't have done that. Listen, he's got he's out there to support his mate, isn't he? But now it's cost him an arm and a leg with one of those breakfasts. I was going to say, yeah, they're expensive, no, by the way. It's not, not, not that I've had one recently, Gordon. Of, uh, you're an athlete, no, of course. Exactly. I've had a few, I must admit. Um, <laughs> Let's quickly Tynecastle Dave Galloway Is that filling up nicely? Oh it's kicked off of course Hasn't it? We're early in that oh. one It's the Rangers Is the only yeah, one Rangers That we're still waiting on God, I told you it's been a busy show It's, get, it's getting to me uh, Let's go back there Let's speak to Andrew McLean uh, Andrew maybe a recap Of those teams Yeah well The Kilmarnock players Are just making their way Into the tunnel At the moment Both teams finishing Their warm up I'll give you those teams Four changes For Kilmarnock From the weekend Mayo Brusseni Donnelly And Lafferty dropping out, in comes Stokes, Alabiosu Polworth and Doyle, so Sam Walker starting in goal for them, the back three Ash Taylor, Chris Stokes and Joe Wright Ryan Alabiosu and Danny Armstrong are the two wing backs with Liam Polworth, Alan Power and Rory McKenzie, the midfield three Christian Doidge and Kyle Vassell are the strike partnership the substitutes, Henning, Sanders, Waters, McEnroy Lyons, Alston, Murray, Robinson and Lafferty Michael Beale makes three changes from the weekend. McGregor, Jack and Tillman dropping to the bench. In come McLaughlin, Kamara and Arfield. So it will be John McLaughlin in goal. The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davies and Borna Barisic. John Lundstrom, Scott Arfield and Glenn Kamara in the midfield three with Fashion Sakala, Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent. The front three substitutes, McGregor, Jack, Sands, Wright, McCann, King, Devine. Lowry and Tillman The referee for this one At Rugby Park Is Kevin Clancy The VAR Is Don Robertson Again I'm sure we won't hear much From them In the next couple of days Absolutely No doubt uh, Jota started brightly At Celtic Park He's had a, a couple of nutmegs He's got the The tricks out And interestingly enough Because I'm seeing some pictures Ange Postacoglu Which he's entitled to do It doesn't change anything In that regard Quite critical of the Hamden pitch Celtic Park Look a bit ropey to you yeah, it doesn't look great, does it? Um, you know, we've seen it look better for sure. But obviously the weather, you know, as you've seen the Covenant Livingston game has been cancelled. So the weather on these pitches, you know, there's mm. only so much the groundsman can do, but it looks better than Hamden. I'll take that one over Hamden every day of the yeah. week. It doesn't My look garden great, looks better than Hamden. It doesn't look great, though. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's, uh, I mean, Celtic Park is normally immaculate, but that... That pitch could not be described as immaculate. Uh, Andrew McLean, we were just building up there, Andrew. It feels like in that... That Stevie Clark era, if you like, this was a oh, was a really tough place to go. I was looking through the results earlier. There was there was a one all and a nil nil in the same season. Uh, then the following season, Kilmarnock won the only meeting between the sides at Rugby Park, uh, and then that even rumbled on to Rangers' third season back in the top flight. I think there was 
two Kelly victories A, a draw in the cup um, But I think You know Maybe in the last um, no, and do you know what in fact Did Kilmarnock win here two seasons ago as well So it still has been a, a bit of a tough venue hasn't it Yeah it has been a tough venue So Michael Beal knows exactly what Rangers are in for tonight When I saw the Rangers players coming out to warm up They've got their orange kit on tonight And it's a, a Wednesday night game It reminded me of a game I covered a few years ago Where Rangers struggled here Joe Worrell was playing at centre back for Rangers in that game And got caught by Eamon Brophy I think it was Around 25 yards from his own goal And uh, Kilmarnock went on and uh, scored from that chance there and Rangers have struggled here Michael Beale knows that maybe that's why he's decided to make the changes he has John McLaughlin has come in and what he said about John McLaughlin a couple of weeks ago when he came in at Tanadice was that he thought there was going to be a lot of set pieces to deal with in that game that's why John McLaughlin was in there maybe that's the thinking tonight and also Scott Arfield when Michael Beale was talking to the, the right holders before this game he said Scott Arfield is in there for his experience so maybe that's why he's preferred to Malik Tillman tonight so Michael Beale will know more than anyone that this is a really tough place to come you know it's a very different side from what he, he faced when he was um, there in his, his last spell but he certainly won't be underestimating uh, Derek McInnes' side especially since they've competed well against Celtic in the last two games over the past week and a half that they've played against I'm not taking anything from those games but certainly Derek McInnes can take a bit of belief from spells in those matches yeah I think it was is it three in three in the last ten or something um that Rangers have won down there So it's not been a great venue It'll be interesting to see how it goes tonight No goals yet to tell you about Celtic St Mirren uh, Or the other game between Hearts and Aberdeen How did you get on with this teaser? We neglected it a little bit I gave you loads of thinking time uh, So that you could name the last 10 players To win the FA Cup And have played in Scotland You've got Andy Robertson Sean Maloney Kieran Tierney James McCarthy no Coldwell No Didn't play the final Fraser Farvey Didn't play the final oh, I'm in trouble Darren please. Fletcher Hold on You said McCarthy James McCarthy McCarthy Yeah well done Okay Darren Fletcher No What is it Lee McCulloch Part of the Wigan no, no 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 no. Who else has won it Recently So Liverpool You've got them you mentioned Kieran Tierney at Arsenal Was there anyone else at Arsenal Not the same team but maybe prior to that Come on Marv you should get this one I should definitely get this one Ramsey Aaron Ramsey Remember him It was this time last year We're talking about him a lot him. I'll bet you did right quick <laughs> uh, Did Leicester win it? Yes they did I'm telling you that Because we've run out of time Schmeichel Yes and uh, Madison Yes Where else are we? Okay, one more then is it? I think. Oh no, you've missed an you've missed an obvious one from Liverpool. You gave me Robertson, um, Van Dijk. Yes, and the current Arsenal manager Arteta. There we are. I'm just shocked at the time, Gordon. The show's finished. It's flown by. Yeah, very busy. Goalless to start the game, but whatever happens, in a huge night in the Premiership, we look back on it all tomorrow. I'm already looking forward to that. So Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson will be here. Callum is up next. Thank you for listening. We'll speak to you at six tomorrow. <laughs>